All right, here's episode 13 with Nicole Rausch. Live while you're alive. You can't pour from an empty cup, and I don't have to, I get to. You're listening to the Mindful Mantra Podcast, where we discover mantras that lead to lifelong success. If you're looking to take control of your thoughts to empower positive change, this podcast is for you. Come along with me as we learn and apply the mantras that have shaped successful entrepreneurs, inspiring leaders, and everyday people into something great. Nicole Rausch is our sweat enthusiast living in Austin, Texas, who started loving fueling her body and movement post-college. Nicole's now a personal trainer, has her own fitness program, and promotes all things positivity. Our conversation on this episode was so fun and eye-opening to me. We talked about choosing to live, prioritizing fun and rest, how to stay positive while recovering, listening to your body, how to measure your workouts, and well-rounded health in general. Nicole is giving all Mindful Mantra listeners her fitness program for 20% off using code STRONG20. You're going to want to listen through the end of this episode because she talks about her program and how it could benefit you too. Enjoy our conversation. All right, everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the Mindful Mantra podcast. I'm here with Nicole Rausch, and I'm so pumped. I've been following her on Instagram for a while, and she's just this like ball of sunshine and happiness. And she posts the funnest workouts (laughs) and has the greatest workout outfits. So, anyways, I'm excited to have a conversation with her today. Nicole, why don't you start us off by telling us how you got interested and how you like fell in love with fitness and health? Yes. Okay. Let's see. That's such a good question to start off with because I feel like it really gets right into the nitty gritty. Um, so growing up, we'll start from when I was like literally a child. My mom um, was like the definition of a fit mom. Like she ran marathons, like weight trained. She would have like my brother and I in her little rolly or like, what's it called? A little stroller, um, a jogger, I think they called them. Um, and so like we grew up like going on runs with her. And once we were old enough, we would like ride bikes along her. So I feel like I just grew up always being active. Um, and then I played every single sport in the book because I'm indecisive. I never stuck with anything long. So I feel like I just always wanted to try something new. Um, and yeah, and I feel, so I feel like I, that kind of like set the tone for like just loving fitness and being active. And then, um, once college hit, I really like everything went out the window. I was drinking all the time, eating poorly, um, and just really lost sight of myself. So it wasn't until after college that I was like, I felt like I strayed so far from myself and like how I wanted to feel. So once I graduated college, was when I feel like I fell in love with fitness in itself, um, finding movement that I enjoy, um, intentional movement, celebrating my body and not taking it for granted. Um, so yeah, it was, it's been kind of like within the past, like four to five years that I've really, I don't know, been re-inspired by fitness and just wanting to take better care of myself. So I feel like that's the most relatable story because I feel like that happens to all of us. I know me when I, like I had the same background, I played a lot of sports. And then when I got to college, you're not playing high school sports anymore. You're not in your homes, you're eating out and you're just kind of running around with your friends and just like 
all heck broke loose over here. So I think it was like towards the end of my college career, I was like, I want to get this more in check. And then I kind of the same. So that's so relatable. I love your story. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of people, even like hearing people who play sports in college, like I get a lot of questions, like, how do I not like get, or how can I like stay in the fitness realm without getting off track and whatever? Cause you're so lost after being regimented in school. And then once you're on your own for the first time with it, it's like, what the heck am I supposed to do with myself? So I think that's very relatable. You have to be way more accountable for your body because when someone else Mm -hmm. is coming up with workouts for you and your parents are feeding you food, you don't really have to make those decisions. But when you're like actually on your own, you have to motivate yourself to exercise, to eat healthy or else it just won't happen. Totally. I agree. It's, it's a work in progress for many and you don't have to perfect it though. That's the thing is you don't have to be perfect. You just have to find what works best for you and what feels good for you. Totally. I totally agree with that. Okay. So that was the perfect background on you. I want to dive into the purpose of this podcast, which is mantras and what drives amazing people just like you to, um, to do big things and to make a new workout program and just like what guides your life. So can you share your life mantra or mantras with us and why? Yes. So my biggest one within the past like few years, and I don't know if this counts as a mantra, but it's, I don't have to, I get to, um, and just really shifting that mindset because I think a lot of people look at, um, these things that we like, quote unquote, have to do in our life, right? It's like, oh, I have to do this. I have this responsibility. There's like X, Y, and Z. And it's not until it's like taken away from you or threatened a little bit that you realize like, no, this is a gift. I get to do this. And it makes you just like, like more excited, I guess. Um, and kind of give you this like gratitude for life that, yeah, I get to go to the gym and go for a run. And some people are like, oh, I have to do my workout, you know, and it just sounds so negative. So kind of switching it to I get to do this and just being grateful um, has just been really helpful for me. I think also I'm just like an anxious person. So having like a to-do list can be hard and daunting to say like, oh, I have all these things to do. Um, So just kind of shifting that into I get to do these things has just been like such a game changer for me. Wow. That's so good. It really is. It like makes me think of instead of living in a fixed mindset or whatever, things are like put upon you, you're a victim to, I am like taking control of my life. I get to do these things if I want to. And like, you're the leader instead of things just falling upon you. Totally. And actually when you just said that, like I get to live, you know, my life and like you're in charge of it. Another one that I had written down is live while you're alive. And I think it sounds kind of silly when you say it at first, but it's like, I think I heard it on like a Peloton run or something, but he was saying like, live while you're alive, you're in control of this life. And it's so true because we just like go through life. I feel like sometimes going through the motions and we don't even realize that like weeks have passed and you like check in with yourself and you're like, holy crap, like, what am I doing? I'm just living on autopilot. Um, And I think that we look forward to like this life that we get to live later and we're missing out on living it now. Um, So I think both of those kind of can go in tandem with each other And these obviously are not things that I have made up. These are things that, you know, I've heard other people say that have just been really helpful um, to me and in my lifestyle. 
Totally. Well, I mean, that's where everyone draws their mantras from or like things that they love is when they hear something, they're like, wow, that really resonates with me. And I got the chills when you said the live while you're alive, because I feel like so like, especially when you're in the thick of your life and you have a job and you have other responsibilities, it's like hard to forget about other things. Like you just do those things out of routine and you're not necessarily looking for other ways to maybe make yourself happy or show yourself love or serve other people. It just, they're just like blind to you. So I'd be so interested to know what are things you do to help you remember that and to look for ways to get out of your mundane routines. Right. So something that has been really helpful, which I don't know if this is like, um, attainable for everyone, but I go to therapy for my anxiety and that has been like a great weekly check-in where I'm like, okay, I'm going to this to better myself and I'm spending the time and the money to do this. So why, why would I not work on it in the other areas of my life too? Like, it's not just this one hour every week I should be checking in every day. Um, so I feel like with that routine, that's something too, that I, we can talk about maybe later, but I like to build on small habits at a time. So like that therapy appointment has become a weekly habit. Now I can build upon that and make it a daily habit to just check in with myself, whether that's journaling, going outside without my phone, just to stay grounded. Um, and then also maybe something that's more attainable for everyone is to look at your schedule. Like I am a, I like to write things out in a planner and I just sit and look at my planner and I'm like, okay, what do I have in my planner that I absolutely do not want to do? And do I have to do this? Is this like a responsibility? Is it for my work? Like, what is it? And I kind of assess each of my responsibilities and say, okay, what can I cut out that I don't need that's not serving me? And also like, do I have time for myself? I think we get so caught up in like, I feel like there was like a really big self-care movement. And like lately, I feel like now it's like this whole, like you have to be busy to be like successful. And I hate that. I absolutely hate that people wear that like a a badge of honor that they're busy. And I'm like, look at your schedule. Do you have any time allotted for you like to do whatever you want? So I think that's actually really good. Like for everyone that anybody can do is like, look at your schedule and make sure you're actually making time for yourself because so many of us don't. And we think, Oh yeah, I'm free. I can do that. And it's like, can you though? Are you actually? Um, so yeah, that's been really helpful. That's, that's such a good comment because I feel like definitely before the pandemic, if anything came up, like maybe in the middle of the day, if I was super tired and my body really wanted a nap, or maybe me and my husband just were dying to watch an episode of something during the middle of the day, or I wanted to go on a walk. Like I would tell myself, like, there's more important things I need to do. I need to finish my to-do list before I can do anything else. Or like, I have to turn this in. So But then since COVID, I feel like I've loosened up a bit. And now that like the world's picking up and things are getting busier, the guilt is almost back. Like I would, I like, I would totally feel guilty. And I'm sure other people relate to this when you do stop your day to do something for yourself that has nothing to do with anyone else or checking things off your to-do list. And so I think that's a good reminder to just, if something's not totally important and you have it down, just get rid of it. Like who's it going to hurt? Like, what is it going to do? Exactly. And that's something too, that I was telling my therapist about, she's like, you don't have to do any of these things. You know that. Right. And I was like, wow, obviously there's like responsibilities that you need to uphold. And I don't want to become like a flaky friend or 
whatever it is, but mm-hmm. it is like good to note, like, okay, there are things that I can take out of my life that aren't serving me. And it's okay to do that. Totally. And that, yeah, that's such a good way to help you live all your life to just prioritize really the only things that you care about and fill the rest with living and like having fun and just giving yourself grace. Right. And actually another mantra that comes to mind that I always say is you can't pour from an empty cup or maybe a more positive one would be like to spend time filling your cup because like, think about it. You can't be good at anything if you're not giving yourself what you need. Um, you're not going to be as good at your job as good of a fiance or husband or wife or, you know, whatever it is, if you're not taking care of yourself. So it's really being productive to your to-do list to let yourself have that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. You really do have to give yourself like, and even just with your body, you have to fuel your body in order to like exert energy and same goes with your mental, emotional, social, like if you're not putting stuff in, there's nothing that can come out. And I just, earlier today I was in a class and, um, it was a design class and the professor was just telling us to take in as much content from the world as you can, because then you can let more out. Like if you want to be a creative person, you can't just see the same things over and over again, go to the same places. Like you need to be filling, you need to be out there searching and looking for new things to do and to view in order to be, to create new things from other people's ideas. And so that kind of just correlates in, in a weird way that if we are putting, if like whatever we put in, we like exponentially can pour out. Yes. I a hundred percent agree with that. That's so cool. That was it your professor that said that. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Especially like I was saying to you earlier, I don't think we were recording yet, but I'm just such a routine and like regimented person. It's really cool when I do get out of my routine. Cause I realized like, Oh, I used to do this and I stopped doing it. Like, you know, it's kind of good every once in a while to really switch things up and same with exercise. Like if you're doing the same workouts all the time, you're not going to progress, you know? So it's kind of a cool, I feel like that ties into many different aspects of life. Yeah, totally. And I, that brings me to think of something else too. Like if you're maybe sick of where you're at, or you don't feel like you can live every day, you're just kind of going through the motions. Like you have to change something in order to feel a difference. And so if you don't change something that you're doing, you do the same workouts, you go to the same places, like nothing's ever going to change unless like you said, get out of your routine in one area of your life. Then you'll find this kind of like, whoa, um, like discovery moment that just kind of fuels you for more. Right. Totally. Whenever we go on like a vacation or, um, like have to go back home, our families both live in Michigan. My fiance was always like, I know you don't like being out of your routine, but just like, enjoy this because it's good for you to do this. Like, otherwise you're not going to choose to just get out of your routine when you're at home. So it's good to seek out those opportunities that really force you to get out of it. Um, and I don't know, I think even if you do go back to your routine, it's still good to have like that little blip that gives it a switch up and maybe helps you see things differently or through a different lens, you know? Yeah, totally. I totally agree. It just helps you. Like you said, it helps you be grateful for your routine. If you step out of it for a second, go on a vacation go visit people. You can be more grateful for your routine, like feel like renewed energy to do it again. Right. I agree. Fun. Okay. That was so good. You're 
your mantras were so good. I, the, I don't have to, I get to man, that one. Like if we could just think about that with everything in our life, even the horrible, yeah, just all the horrible things too, that you really don't want to do. Like I get to do this, but the whole different perspective on it. Right. I even think about it when I'm like up at 2am letting the dog out. I'm like, Oh, I have to let the dog out. And it's like, no, we're very lucky to have a have pets, you know, like you think of all the positive things and it's like, okay, this is a very small sacrifice to make for all the good, you know? Wow. That's so good. Okay. So, um, I loved all of those. I'm, I want to kind of get into, I want to talk about your exercise and health in a bit, but before we do that, and while we're on the topic of kind of things that you do and habits and rituals, do you have anything that you do that doesn't have anything to do with your body or health or exercise that helps bring positivity into your life? Cause I know that's important to you and like, just helps you feel whole and at peace. Yes. Um, okay. So does like meditating count? Totally. Cause I guess, okay. I was going to say, I guess that's like mind, body, soul, but yeah, lately I have been, um, meditating a little bit. I am not like a meditator. Like I'm not very good at it yet, but I feel like it's just something that I've been bringing into practice because, um, like we were saying with like going to therapy and doing these things, like, I feel like I'm really on my way to help exercise my mind, you know, cause I do, I do so good for my body to like get movement and stuff like that. It's harder for me to do it for my mental. Um, so I feel like I've just been trying and trying to practice meditation. Um, and it's just been helpful with everything truly, because it's the same thing that we were just talking about. Like it gives me a second to slow down and sit with myself and say, okay, what do I need? Um, what's upsetting me? Is there something that's stressing me out? Um, and it really helps me just stay in tune with myself and what I feel like I need. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of overflowed into everything, which is really cool. That's good. I know that there's like, there's no correct way to meditate, but I love getting ideas from other people because there are so many ways. So when you meditate, do you like totally clear your mind and try and focus on nothing? Or do you give it like a very specific thing to focus on? Or do you just let thoughts kind of flow? Like what is your take on it? Yeah, I do a mix. So sometimes I'll just literally sit and focus on my breathing. Um, I know there's like much more technical terms for all of this. And I can't remember what book, um, I read this in, but I basically, I just focus on breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth. And I try to keep my mind on my breath and that's it. So like if anytime my mind wanders, I just connect back to my breathing, which is like, if you've ever done like a yoga class or anything like that, I think that's like a very common, um, form of meditation. And then also, um, some days I'll let my mind focus on one particular thing, or I'll listen to like a guided meditation, um, I keep talking about Peloton. I feel like, but they have like guided meditations and it's nice because you can pick five minutes, 10 minutes, like whatever fits your schedule. Um, and a lot of times they're on just like really random little tidbits. Um, one that like always stuck with me is about, um, focusing on the little things in life, which I feel like has always been like my jam. I love the little things in life. And I think they're actually big things because they're like part of our everyday, you know? Um, so yeah, I, it just kind of depends, but I do a mix of it all. And I, I agree. There's no one right way to meditate, but my mind is definitely not good at just sitting still. So that's what I've been trying to practice. That's good. I definitely think meditation, no matter what you consider meditation, like if it's just like sitting with yourself, 
for a couple minutes and breathing and like taking your mind off of your stressors, like that can totally be meditation too. Like it's a very individual thing. Right. I think people are intimidated by it because they think like how I'm saying like, oh, I'm not good at it yet, but that's okay. Like that's, that's not the point. Um, it's just the fact that you're taking the time to check in with yourself and that's really all that matters. Totally. Okay. I love that. Do you have any other habits or rituals that help you that you want to share? Journaling has been amazing. I like to do like a brain dump every morning in my journal. So I'll literally just write whatever's on my mind. This could be before or after I meditate. Um, and I, a lot of times it'll help me pick out like I don't, maybe I don't know what's stressing me out or what's causing like an imbalance in how I'm feeling. And once I write it all down, I'm able to pinpoint like, okay, that could be it. Um, so journaling, spending time with the dogs, playing with the cat. I feel like having pets is so therapeutic. Um, trying to think about what else. I, whenever people ask me what my habits are, I'm like, wow, I'm pretty boring. <laughs> like I, I like to read. I've been reading a lot lately. Um, and I found that much more beneficial than binging like Netflix or something. Cause I feel like it's productive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, those were perfect. I mean, it's not like any of us humans have more than like three, maybe like four daily habits. You know, you can't do more than right. that. But it's right. like you don't have time for that. So, all right. So maybe let's move into exercise movement. So what is like with everything out there right now, there's so many people that are like promoting exercise health. What is it? What is healthy living to you? And what does that look like? And what kind of things do you prioritize for your like overall health? Right. So healthy living to me is truly just expressing gratitude for your body in a way that feels good to you in a way that's accessible to you. Um, And it's hard because I think in today's world, there's like this picture, this like idea of health, but it's not a one size fits all. And that's like the biggest misunderstanding is like, you really need to take into consideration what you individually as a person needs. And once you have that really just tune into like celebrating that and not taking your body for granted. Um, so I think, think that is like my answer for what I feel like health is. And then what was the second part of your question? Are there certain things? So because of that, what kind of things do you prioritize for your health? Okay. I would say I prioritize truly like how I'm feeling like both physically and mentally. Um, so just like taking, like, you know, checking in with myself, like, okay, am I overrun? Like, am I feeling really tired? Am I feeling energized? Like kind of tuning into how I'm feeling after certain activities, um, and getting to know myself and my body and how it reacts. And then really leaning into those things that make me feel good. Um, like I always use this as an example. Hopefully this isn't straying too far off the question, but I think with food, especially people have this idea of like what's healthy, what isn't, what's good, what's bad. Um, and this is the perfect example. Like quinoa is like this superfood, whatever that everybody's obsessed with. And it's like so healthy. People start eating it instead of rice, but quinoa gives me a horrible stomach ache. So like, I don't eat it. And so like, that's an example of like, it's not a one size fits all approach. Like I tuned into things that make me feel good and what makes me feel bad. And like, I'm not going to eat that if it makes my stomach hurt, you know, even though it's like a good food. Um, and that works with exercise too. Like I've tried yoga time and time again. I don't love it. So I'm not going to force myself to do it. Um, 
So now I feel like I'm really straying from your question, but hopefully that was like encompassing of what you were trying to get at. Yeah, totally. I love that you prioritize like how you feel about what you're doing, like how your body's responding and paying attention to that. Because I like, man, I could be so much better at prioritizing that. And I, I'm sure a lot of other people, um, struggle with this too, but I feel like, um, you do, like you said, you see like this idealized picture of what health is, or maybe what you're supposed to do if you're healthy. And so you think you just need to do those things and maybe push through, even when your body's saying no, not today. Or like, um, I remember you use this example on your Instagram and it was like, Whoa, I, I, it didn't even like click to me. Cause I have, I have an Apple watch and sometimes I like gauge my workouts or my day based off my Apple watch. And I'm not even like listening to what my body's saying to me, or if my body was sweating, or if my body was like absolutely dying during the workout, like it's so easy to look at other people and base your health like compare your health to theirs. And that's like the level of your health rather than actually looking inside. Right. And yeah, to go off that, like the calorie burn on your Apple watch, people will send me like, like, let's say the workout I posted today, I'll probably get a handful of DMS. Hey, how many calories did you burn during this workout? I want to make sure I'm doing it correctly. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that has nothing to do with it. Like, it doesn't mean you did the workout wrong if you didn't burn enough calories. Like, it's just so everybody's body is so different. Like your height, your weight, um, your like basal metabolic rate. Like there's all these things that are so different for every single person. So our calorie burn is never going to be the same. Um, and like our Apple watch, like, I can't believe we actually trust this to tell us our calorie burn. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it's so, and it is, I've been stuck in that trap before a few years ago. Like I would go to the gym and realize I didn't have my Apple watch on and be like, Oh, well I might as well turn around because this workout won't count. And it's like so sad that I was basing it off of a watch that might not even have accurate calories. The only thing that's like super accurate on the watch is the, the amount of time. Anyway, that to be said, when you're focusing on how you're feeling versus the calorie burn, like today I lifted legs this morning and if I could have guessed based on how I was feeling, I was thinking like, wow, I probably burned easily 500 calories. And I looked at my Apple watch and it was at like 175 and I was like, that's crazy, but it didn't matter because I know that I put in what effort I needed to. And I felt tired, but not like overly drained after the workout. It energized me for my day. And the fact that I was able to tune into that just feels so much better than paying attention to what's on your Apple watch, you know? Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's so good. (laughs) And I love that. Like that example you gave this morning, because like, there's so many of us that we would look down and we're like, Oh my goodness, we need to do more. Even though your body was tired, you knew you got an awesome workout in and it like, I feel like the world is training us to be extrinsically motivated, like by a number or by something that we get a reward for something rather than working out because we want to feel good. Or like you said, like you felt energized for your day after that workout, like that's intrinsic motivation. Like you want to do that for that feeling instead of making sure your Apple watch rings are closed or whatever. Right. And it kind of tunes into like the whole, like live while you're alive. Like, are you, do you really want to live your life based off of numbers on an Apple watch? Like that just seems so silly to me. And I don't say that in a way that would offend anyone because I understand like that feeling of like wanting to reach a certain calorie goal or whatever it is Mm -hmm. because I've been there. 
but it's just like something really cool to tune into because when I think of going into my workout, I truly am wanting to celebrate my body and express gratitude for all that my body can do and not take it for granted. And if I were to like leave that workout and determine the success by my calorie burn, I feel like that throws everything else out the window. Totally. Yeah. That was such a good reminder. And just to like, not even pay attention to like a good comparison check into like, who cares what other people are burning or the amount of weight they're lifting, like just focus on how it feels for you and go off of like what you feel is right. So totally, that's good. Okay. So I know that, I don't know if it was last year. I know it was fairly recent that you had a varicose vein surgery. Yes. Yeah. That was last, last summer, July and August. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to, I feel like it's so, um, common that a lot of us have surgeries or reasons that we have to recover for a long time. And I feel like it's Mm -hmm. can be really hard to stay positive. Like maybe when you want to be moving or you wish you could do more, like I would, I just want to know, and I want my listeners to know, um, what things you can do when you're recovering for something and maybe you can't reach your goals to stay positive and like stay on track. Yes. So first of all, I would look at it as an average. So I think people get so caught up in like, Oh, I can't work out for six weeks or for a week or, you know, whatever the recovery time is. But when you're exercising and like living this like fit lifestyle or whatever you want to call it, it, it's a lifestyle. So look at it as an average, like look at your whole year and think about if you worked out every other day that year, like 90% of your year, whatever the math is, like you reached your goals. So it's like, how are you going to let that, you know, six weeks or whatever, like throw everything else out the window. And I know it's kind of hard to get into that mindset. Cause when you're there and you're just like dying to get some movement in and it feels frustrating that you can't, um, But I don't know. I think looking at it in the bigger picture is really, really helpful. Um, At least that's what I was doing. Um, But also there's like, I feel like it depends obviously on like what kind of procedure you're having or if you have an injury, but there's a lot that your doctor can do to help you. And if you're in physical therapy, there are forms of movement that you can probably safely get in. um, Maybe if it's not within like the first few weeks, but movement that you can look forward to. Um, But also I would just say looking at the bigger picture, it it is hard to not be able to move if that's like what you're used to, but you're getting this like procedure done or whatever it is. And think of it as like, I get to do this. I don't have to, um, like I got to have like a medical doctor help me live my life better by getting this done. And it's worth the small sacrifice to have like a few weeks taken away of like your normal lifestyle, you know? Yeah. That's such Hopefully a good way to look sense. at it. Yeah, no, totally. That's such a good way okay. to look at it. And like, just going back to like looking at health as a whole, like you talked about earlier, if exercise isn't like the only part of our health, then if that's like, if movement is the only thing taken away from us, like in a recovery process, we can focus on working on our mental or our emotional strength in ways that will help us stay positive and on top of it. When maybe one area suffers, you can just like make up for it in another area and you'll still feel well-rounded with help. Right. I'm so glad that you said that because that's also, I was like, so strictly thinking exercise, but that's the thing is like health, like the overarching, like 
health term goes mind, body, and soul. Like there's so much that you can do in that downtime um, to really connect with yourself and what you need, especially mentally, because I do think that does get put on the back burner when there's all this emphasis on like health that you can see. Um, But what's important is what's going on inside. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a good reminder. And even just we don't have to have some injury or um, like traumatic event happen for us to focus on different areas and maybe like play with that toggle. Like, am I prioritizing one over the other and maybe how can I balance it? Or is there an area I want to strengthen and like focus on doing that to just kind of switch up your routines? Right. Totally. Yeah. And I was lucky when I had that procedure done, I think I only had like two weeks at a time that I couldn't exercise. So I was like very grateful. I was like, okay, this is like the very bare minimum. And it was so nice to just slow down. And like, I say this to everyone, like you should give yourself at least two weeks out of the year minimum where you don't work out at all, whether you're hurting or not, like your body just deserves rest. And I think that's a really good way of like the universe is kind of like, Hey, we're going to do this and it's going to be fine. (laughs) You're going to be just fine. So it's a good, good reason to have maybe a forced rest that you wouldn't take otherwise. Yeah. And I actually want to ask you a little bit more on that. Like, I do believe that rest is important, but do you have like anything that you can tell us like that's backed up that why we need rest maybe physically, but also in other areas of our life too? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So with exercise specifically, if you're weight training or doing anything strenuous on your muscles, like when you're doing that, your muscle fibers are literally tearing. So if you're not giving them the time to recover and recoup, like that would be like if I did legs today and then did legs again tomorrow, I would likely really screw myself over and be in a lot of pain or I could have an injury. Um, Your muscles like actually literally need the time to recover. So that's one way to think of it. I think a lot of people get this guilt around it, but you're actually doing your muscles a favor. Um, And also like this goes for exercise, but also just life in general. Like if you're going at a hundred percent all the time, you're going to get burnt out. And so many people try to just do, do, do these, all these things. And it's just like, that's not sustainable. Um, So again, I think looking at life as like an average throughout the year or like maybe throughout like a month at a time, you can't do all the things. And I know some people say, oh, I can, but that eventually is just going to lead to burnout. And it's like, what, what's the point of that? You know, it's just like your phone needs to charge. Like it's not going to just stay hundred percent battery forever. Um, and that time kind of like what we talked about earlier, having that time to recoup kind of helps you tune in with yourself, tune into maybe what you need to change or what you don't need to change, what you enjoy. Um, so yeah, I think that the, the rest thing is just so hard for people and myself included, which is why I talk about it. Um, but we need it. Our bodies literally beg for it. And I, I really truly do think the universe makes you rest if you're not giving yourself the rest. Think about it. People get sick or you get so stressed. You have a panic attack. Like the, the world is going to force it on you if you don't give it to yourself. Man, that's so good. That that's so, it, it is so true. Like if you work to, if you work yourself to death, like something's going to crash and like, yeah. you're going to be forced to like take a step back. And I like the, I like your perspective of viewing rest is like part of reaching your goals. Like if you 
lift the same muscles every single day and you never give them the chance to like actually build and repair themselves, then you're not going to reach your goals. Whereas like, if you give yourself, if you pencil in rest and make yeah. it part of your journey, like then you'll actually be able to hit your goals because you'll be able to work yes. harder too. Yep. Rest is so productive. It's the most productive thing you can do. And I think, I think a lot of times too, people have like this issue of like the gray area between resting and being lazy. And there's a huge difference. And I know that if you really tune into yourself and what you need, you you're able to recognize the difference. Yeah. I love it. Wow. This has been so good. I've learned so much. Um, good. I want you to tell us about your new workout program. Cause you just launched oh, this yes. like not too long ago. I want you to tell us about yes. it and like maybe when you got the hunch to do it and like why you just went for it. Yes. So this is funny. I actually told myself I would never release a workout program because, um, I think it's hard to individualize like fitness is so individualized. So to make it like a blanket, like, Hey, anybody can do this. Um, that was really hard for me to wrap my head around for a little bit, but I thought about it and I was like, having a workout program from a standpoint of not really knowing much about fitness is so helpful because you have like the blueprint or the skeleton and then you can really make it what you want. Um, and I think marketing it in that way was super important to me to let people know like, Hey, this is what I've done for my workouts. This is a program that I have laid out and you can do it too. Um, but make sure to modify as needed. Like you can also keep doing your other workouts and just go through the program slower if you want. So anyway, once I kind of realized that I was like, okay, you know what? I should do this. Why not? Like the Instagram workouts are so fun and it's nice to be able to offer something that's, um, a little bit more progressive and more purposeful. Um, so I finally, I think it was in the fall when I finally made this decision. So back fall of 2020, like right before the holidays, um, and I was transitioning my fiance and I used to own a marketing agency together. And now it's just his gig. I was getting burnt out from that. I was overworking myself, not taking enough time for me. Um, and it just kind of worked out that our part-time girl wanted to go full-time and I'm like, okay, but this is the time to do the workout program then because I have less responsibilities for my full-time job. And I just kind of did the transition. Yeah. I don't know. I just like really all of a sudden was like, I'm going to do this. And I tested all the workouts, put it together. Um, and I just really wanted to offer something to help people. Like I always say to celebrate your body. And that's what I wanted, something purposeful that people could go to and just have guidance because it truly is really hard. If, you, if you're not in the space of exercise or if you didn't play sports, you never took weight training or anything like in high school or college, it's hard and it's confusing. And that makes it harder to start when you just have no starting point. So that's my long-winded answer for, <laughs> for No, I, I love it. I love your approach that, yeah, not, fitness isn't just like a one-size-fits-all. Everyone needs to modify and make changes and do what they what they want, but they also, people want guidance and they need right. a little bit of motivation from a program that's progressive. And I love that, that like you had like maybe a small um, it wasn't even a doubt in yourself at all. It was just like, man, I really want to offer the best I can to all these people. And once you got, once you solved that by marketing it different, making sure people knew that they could modify it, like, wasn't even a question. Like you didn't even doubt yourself. You're like, 
yes, of course I'm going to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a really good example for a lot of us too. It's like, okay, if we do have maybe hurdles in the way of things we want to accomplish or do just solve the hurdles and keep going. Like there's no need to doubt yourself once you reach a new hurdle. Exactly. Yeah. I look back on that and I'm like, I can't believe I let the doubt in my head keep me from almost doing this. And it's been like the most positive, amazing experience. And it's been so cool to see people doing the program and enjoying it. So it's been super rewarding. Um, and there's more to come, which is exciting. So I'm going to keep going with it. Um, I haven't announced anything officially yet, but this will be like the first little hint. (laughs) Fun. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So I'm super excited. It's been super fun. That's so awesome. Yeah. And I, of course, we'll link to everything in the show notes, your website, your Instagram, your yes, program, so people can check it out. Like, oh, you're um, so sweet. You're like, just talking to you has been the best. I can tell that you really do want to help others and have a very like productive, positive view on health and not in any way restrictive or scary or intense. It's like a love celebration thing that you have yes. going on. And I love it. It's, it's yes. so good. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so glad that we can connect. And this is like all my favorite stuff to talk about. So (laughs) (laughs) me too. Me too. Okay. Well, Nicole, you're the best. Thanks so much for coming on and we'll see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We'll see you next time. All right, you guys, I'm sure you all love Nicole now, just like I do. If you want to take advantage of her inclusive approach to her fitness program, Use code STRONG20 at checkout on NicoleMRausch.com. And don't worry, this will be linked in the show notes. You don't need to remember or know how to spell it. Just go to our show notes. Um, It will take you right to her website. She has other amazing blog posts you can check out as well. And I cannot wait to chat again with you guys next week. See ya. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review and share with your friends so we can bring more mindful mantras to this world. Thanks a million and I'll see you next time.